So debt can be a really weird thing. People can be too credit avoidant or too far the other way and have a load of maxed out credit cards. There's a middle ground though, that's usually a happy medium. A little debt can even be a good thing sometimes. Andy Webb is with me and he's going to explain about how to use credit to get a little bit richer. Andy runs an award-winning blog called Be Clever With Your Cash and he's also a fellow podcaster. He hosts a weekly show, Cash Chats. So let's see what he's got to say. So Andy, we're gonna start off with credit. So explain to us what exactly is credit? So credit is basically when you borrow money for different parts of spending. The most common one that we know about, obviously, is the credit card. It's got the word credit in it, hasn't it? So it we're does. kind of like, right, that's what people think of as credit a lot of the time. And when you use a credit card, you are basically the spending that you do on that card. You're basically borrowing that cash. That money is being paid for by the credit card company, and you're going to have to then pay it back. And it's not just credit cards. So there's also things like your overdraft, that's also credit, uh, loans, mortgages, which I'm sure we'll talk about again, uh, even things like your mobile phone contract. Sometimes, you know, they are things where you have to apply for this credit. It doesn't necessarily come out of nowhere. You've got to apply for it. And then you're going to have to ultimately then pay this money back. I think when it comes to credit, like you said, there's a lot of things that people don't realise is credit. I think phone contracts is a big one that whenever I talk about it with people, people are like, that's not credit. I'm just, you know, I'm paying for my phone line. But it is a line of credit that you're applying for. So I think it's always good for people to understand what that looks like. But whenever people talk about credit, sometimes there can be a negative spin on it, right? But I want to switch it the other way. So why can it be a positive thing? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it is important to sort of just touch on why people are a bit scared of it as well, aren't they? Why they think of it? Because this thing that comes into mind is that the debt that comes from it. Some people don't appreciate that you it is when you borrow money, if you don't pay it back, it is a debt. And also, the vast majority of the time, not always, the vast majority of the time, credit isn't free and you're paying for it. So not only are you getting you applying for the access to have this money that you can spend, but then there will be extra added on most of the time. And so say you've got 100 quid in your credit card, with a 20% interest rate, then if you leave it as it is, you don't touch it, don't pay it off at all in that year, then it's going to cost you 20 quid. And obviously, the more you borrow, the higher the interest rates, the longer you borrow for, the more expensive it gets. So understandably, right, yeah, people do think, I just don't want to get into that situation. But it does assume that you aren't paying it off. And like you say, if you do pay off this debt, a lot of time there are some benefits that can come with that credit cards for example there's a thing called section 75 of the consumer credit act and this is a kind of a protection we get if you buy something that costs more than 100 pounds but less than 30,000 pounds and there are like gray areas here but broadly speaking if you pay for that with a credit card rather than with a debit card then if something was to go wrong the credit card company is this is a law right they are legally liable to uh, refund you if for some reason you can't get that money back from the people you originally bought it from so that's a really really good extra that you only get with credit another one may well be uh, little perks like rewards or cashback that you can get when you spend with a credit card so it might not be a huge amount maybe like one percent back maybe less maybe a little bit more every time you spend but this is something which again as long as you do clear that balance every single month don't get charged that interest can earn you a little bit extra cash so sometimes there are benefits you know for using something like a credit card over a debit card uh, what else it could be that there's something that you can't normally afford right mortgages i know you talk about mortgages all the time right how many of us can just go out there and buy a house? That's a massive <laughs> amount, isn't it? That's a hefty amount. Yeah, so you, you borrow for that one. Okay, yeah, you are going to pay an interest rate on that. You are going to pay more than the original value of the, of the property. But otherwise, you're never going to get on the property ladder. So something like a mortgage, you know, it's a credit, allows you to buy those expensive things. And even something that's not just as massive as a mortgage 
something much less expensive, but still pricey in the short term, a holiday, a TV, and it's things which could be quite expensive. You don't have enough money for right now, but you know you will be able to afford it if you spread it out over time. And sometimes you can do that at 0%. There are ways, 0% overdrafts, 0% credit cards, generally for a limited amount of time, but it can help you buy those expensive things and spread that cost out. But I would say that one of the most important things that comes with credit, and this is a bit weird in itself, if you have credit, it helps you get credit. I know, right? That that yeah. concept is almost feels a bit foreign. Yeah. That that is the case. But it is, yeah. If you have credit, and the reason is obviously because you're borrowing money, and if you pay it back in a timely manner, then you're showing lenders that you're actually a responsible borrower. So yeah. it's like, okay, we're actually going to increase your limit because you've shown that the money we've given you thus far, you can borrow from us and pay back and we get our money back. So we'll give you a bigger limit. But I think people don't really understand that concept and it is a bit foreign. Yeah. And you might be thinking, oh, I don't want to get, I, we'll talk about those risks and people worrying about debt. They think, oh no, I'm really scared of that. I don't want to be in that world. But if you don't enter any world of credit at all, when you do need to get credit, anything from that mobile phone contract through to a mortgage, you're going to find it harder to get it in the first place or you won't have access maybe to the cheaper deals the better deals so it is a really weird thing where by having credit let's say a credit card that you use for your everyday spending you don't get too carried away and, and you know but it's everyday spending and you manage it properly you manage to pay it off don't get charged the interest you don't miss any payments then that ultimately is a good thing and it will help you longer term it shouldn't be like this but but sadly it is but i love that breakdown i feel like even you saying that it gives people the ability to spread the cost of payments. I think, you know, we're going to come into that in a second, but there's a lot of different things out there that allow you to spread the cost. But I think it is a good thing. If you want to buy something, you know, you say, you know what, especially if you've got 0% interest, you know, credit card overdraft, like you mentioned, being able to spread that cost can alleviate some of that pressure that you've got, financial stress, and say, right, I'm going to plan it out for the next six months, plan out my finances and pay off this TV, this boiler I had to replace, whatever it is. And now you've got that, kind of like that, that comfort to fall back on, that comfort cushion. Okay, so we've covered how credit can be a very useful tool and there's a lot of positives to credit but let's go to the other side so what are some of the things that people need to be wary of when it comes to credit because you know we have the standard tools that we're used to we have credit cards we have loans but then you get to the checkout of things and you see other tools there like buy now pay later which has made credit a lot more accessible so what are the things that people should be wary of when it comes to credit yeah, I think the big one, and this is which I think a lot of young people get caught out on when we first get access to credit. We don't necessarily understand it. We think it's free money. We don't really understand the consequences of paying it back. Don't necessarily understand the interest charges. And then you quickly sort of start racking up the spending and you can't afford to pay off that spending. And then you have to borrow more money to cover like, the essentials. And meanwhile, this debt's getting more expensive and it can spiral and it can get very problematic. One, in that how you just manage on a day-to-day basis, but two, like, that knock-on for the future and what it means for you later on. Not just in your spending ability, but we talked about credit reports and you know you miss a payment or anything like that, and that's going to knock your credit report. So you really, I know it's often easier said than done, but it's about making sure that you just spend within your means. You don't spend more than you can properly afford from your actual earnings or savings. Just because you've got a credit limit of two grand doesn't mean you've got two grand to spend. You've only got what's in your bank account that can pay off that credit card. So that's one of the really big things to to be concerned about there. I would say that there are times, like particularly right now, to work buy now, pay later has made it really, really easy for this as well. And people don't necessarily really appreciate the impact that has because it does work a little bit differently doesn't necessarily and this could just always changes and depends on who you, you you borrow from and buy now pay later impact your credit score in the short term but that ability to kind of have 
oh, I've got one thing over three months. Then you add another thing over three months and another thing. It looks like small amounts, but cumulatively they all add together. And that gets a lot as well. So it's about, even if you think you can afford something, just making sure you're keeping track of it as well. Absolutely, I agree with you. I think what I love to always highlight is that no credit is bad. Yeah. You know, a credit is a tool that's never inherently bad. And that includes buying up later, credit cards, overdrafts. It's often the misuse of that credit. Or like you said, not planning, not figuring out how you're going to pay it back is where things can sometimes go wrong. So as you said, it's just figuring out how are you going to do this? Can you afford this? And if not, maybe you should skip buying up later if you haven't figured out how you're going to pay it back. Or maybe you should not spend on that credit card right now if you haven't got a means to pay it back. So I agree with you. We've touched on both sides of the spectrum. We touched on how credit can be a powerful tool, really positive, and we touched on the other side and how it could have some complications. So when people are preparing to take out credit, how do people find that sweet spot, you know, between healthy credit that's good and can benefit your credit score and gives you opportunities, such as you mentioned buying a house, buying property, and unhealthy that that could get out of control. So how do we find that sweet spot if you're going to take out credit? Yeah, I, I think if you're starting off from from scratch, right, you don't have, already have any sort of debts at all right now, then hopefully it's going to be an, an easier process for do. As you said, you know, just work out what you can afford. I think in terms of like building up your credit report, building up your credit score, just do your everyday spending. It could be something like uh, supermarket shopping or petrol, whatever it is, things that you're going to spend money on anyway, just to demonstrate that you can borrow money and then paying that off completely to avoid any interest charges. It's a great way just to start off with it. And just for that, just making sure there's maybe some money sort of set aside in your normal current accounts, you know, that is there to pay off those things. If you're already maybe in a, in a bit of a sort of situation where things are getting out of hand, it's just not to ignore it. I know we say it's all the time about any kind of debts, but it's so, so vital that the earlier you take action, the easier it's going to be for you to kind of get out of that mess and hopefully the other end, start doing things in a way that we're going to be sort of positively build your, your, your finances and your credit report and your wealth and all these things. And that is a big part there is if you are struggling and it's kind of starting to get out of hand is look at, you know, we said not all credit costs money. Some of it is free. And there are 0% balance transfer credit cards, 0% money transfer credit cards. These are really good products that if you apply for them and you're accepted for them, you can transfer that debt over. There's often a fee, not always, often like a small fee that's within it that you'll be charged on the balance you move over. But then your balance, that debt that's moved over, is not getting charged interest for a certain amount of time. And that gives you that ability to kind of like pull it down. You're not paying both the what you owe and the interest. You're just paying what you owe. Hopefully you can clear that a lot faster. So that's a really kind of, kind of good like intermediate action. If things have gone even further and you kind of pass that and you're applying for these cards and you're you know getting rejected, and I would say actually when you do apply for, for credit, often try and do what's called an eligibility search first of all to give you an idea of how likely it is. It's never guaranteed, but how likely it is you'll get accepted rather than just go full in straight into a full application. But if that's kind of problematic, you know, there are debt charities you can talk to Step Change, uh, Citizen Advice Bureau, uh, National Deadline, and they will help you work through how maybe you'll come out that other end. Amazing. I think, like you said, there's a lot of things to consider and credit should always be seen as a tool, a useful tool, but we need to make sure that we're planning when it comes to using credit. So Andy, we've come to the point I ask all of our guests, what are the three tips that you can give our listeners to help them get a little bit richer? So when it comes to credit, I think the first thing to do is to check your credit report. And you can do this for free. It's not going to cost you any money. There are actually three different credit reference agencies, which gets a bit complicated. But check that credit report. Uh, so just to have a look at it, 
check for any mistakes or anything there that doesn't look quite right. And that's a great thing to do. Then, as we said, I would then get a credit card. I know some people might find that a bit scary, but do that soft search, that eligibility search, see what you can get. Doesn't matter about any fancy features, you just want any old credit card and you put your normal spending on it and you clear it every single month. That's the second thing that's going to really help you improve that credit score and give you that access uh, to things you know, later on. And finally, I would say what you want to be doing is making sure, and this is so vital, that you do pay it every single month. And there's a little hack for that. Very simple one. It's just setting up a direct debit I for the full amount. I that, yep, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's the best way. If, if you feel like you're going to forget or you don't want to miss that payment, you set up a direct debit, it's already set up for you. So yeah. I agree. Just make sure you've got enough money in the yeah. current I mean, account yeah. to make, cover make sure, yeah. it. But like, you know, but it's... Uh, <laughs> And those three things, I think they're really going to help you put in a really good position for helping you use credit and get better access to credit in a few years' time. Amazing. Andy, this has been so useful, packed full of gems, as always. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of that input on this episode. Next time, I want to talk about what it means to share money when you're living with someone. We'll be coming up with ways to manage these conversations and agree what works for you both. In the meantime, don't just share your cash, share this podcast too. Tell a mate, leave a review and help other people start getting a little bit richer. See you next week.